0: As we're stepping into the new year, we are in a teaching series that's entitled, My City. My City. This teaching series focuses on City Church being your church and being my church, but not just that. It's focusing on the idea that God has called us to reach the greater Charlottesville area. And so, in line with this, again, the teaching series is focusing on what we're calling My City. And one of the ways of doing this is we're going to be moving through what maybe we would call the pillars of City Church. But as we get ready for this and we prepare our hearts for the new year, I want to encourage you if you were not here last Sunday, please go and watch the sermon from last week. Psalm 42, as the pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the mighty one with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why, so disturbed within me, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. Psalm 42, 11. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why, so disturbed within me, put your hope in God, for yet I will praise Him my Savior and my God. Throughout the Bible we are called by God to worship. Why would you do that? Here's why. When you face an enemy that's going to crush you or is crushing you, worship is warfare. There's something about when we worship in the midst of the battle of the soul and we begin to worship God and declare that His love endures forever and my circumstances and what I'm facing will not crush my soul. So the idea then is that worship is warfare. I'm going to give you a couple confessions. There have been times where I've gotten ready in the morning, and I know this is too much information, but I've stood in the shower and thought about the day ahead of me, and my heart has grown heavy. You know what I've done? Worshipped. Worshipped. Because the only thing that can satisfy the soul, truly satisfy the soul, is worship. And so I say with the psalmist, oh, why so downcast, oh, my soul? Then I begin to sing a worship song to God. There have been times where I have grabbed my pillow and buried my face in my pillow at the end of a day. And I have screamed worship into my pillow before God. I know that's weird. Try it sometimes. You'll be glad you did. You see, First Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 5 and 18 says this, "...give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." It's God's will in all circumstances that we would give thanks to God. I would like for you to hear from someone this morning. WHO IS ON STAFF AT CITY CHURCH. YOU MAYBE HAVE NEVER MET HER. HER NAME IS DARCY BECKER. DARCY. THERE WE GO. COME ON OUT HERE. EVERYONE SAY GOOD MORNING, DARCY. YOU MET CHRIS BECKER EARLIER THIS MORNING. COME ON IN HERE, DARCY. DIDN'T SHE LOOK BETTER THAN HE DID AS THEY'VE AGED? AM I RIGHT? I'M JUST GETTING HIM BACK RIGHT NOW FOR THE the Steelers. HE LOOKED WHAT? He looked 10, didn't he? I was thinking the same thing. But Darcy had a very long, protracted episode in her life. It was, extreme, it was extremely dark and it was difficult. And so what I've asked Darcy if she would be bold enough to share her story with you about worship as warfare in her life and about giving thanks to God in the midst of a difficult time. And so, Darcy, would you kind of paint the scenario for us as to what happened in your life?
1: Good morning. I have been a part of City Church, oh gosh, it's probably been 15 years. And in some capacity, I'm typically doing something in kids' space. Um, In 2008, I was actually the director of Kids, and I had two young children hadn't been working, and and found myself quite stressed. Um, That stress began to percolate into some physical issues, and I got myself in pretty rough shape. We're talking months and months of intense nausea. Um, My doctor was not sure what was going on with me. The only thing he could think of is, you know, you're depressed. And we kept, Chris and I kept saying, you know, I'm not depressed. I have so much to be thankful for, but my body is literally, it's falling apart on me. I can't eat. Like Pete, I can't go very long without eating. So that was pretty bad. I'm losing 15 pounds easy. I can't sleep. Um, and that began to percolate into anxiety, into irrational fears. Um, I can't go out. I can't watch a hockey game with my husband without having a panic attack. It's very different from me. I'm a very, I take pride in being a strong person and God sure did a great job of humbling me. Um, so I was pretty pitiful.
0: And so in the midst of that, how long did that last? How long was that episode of your life? How long did it go for?
1: About nine months.
0: So about nine months. And. I just want to say this, that as a church we were able to employ her and love her when she couldn't even work. She stopped coming to work, but because of all of her sacrifice for you and for us and the kids of City, the board chose just to keep paying her and loving on her and making sure she was okay. Now what did you learn kind of in the midst of that about sort of worship as warfare and giving thanks to God?
1: I'm a horrible singer.
0: That is true, <laughs> it's absolutely true. So is Chris, by the way, they're just horrible. When we worship as a staff, turn the other way. When you worship as a staff, it's like, Seriously? you know, there's, there's a joyful noise, but anyway, go ahead. You know, Chris is bad too, you, he is bad, I know. Trust me, I've heard him.
1: Many of you may not know this, I grew up in a really small church like maybe 15 people and I played the piano and the only thing I could play were hymns and so you would think that maybe I would remember some of these hymns no Um, I didn't have anything like that going through my head in fact I knew there was an awareness that happened when I knew my mind was in a battlefield I knew that I was being attacked spiritually And that was huge, because before that, I felt like I was just being, I had no ground to stand on. Um, I felt like I was being tossed to and fro. All I could think about was how sick I was, and was I ever gonna get better? And what a horrible mom I was. And I began to take those thoughts and say, those are lies. Hmm. And to be able to take them captive was huge for me that this is an attack, this is not truth. And then I knew I had to replace those thoughts that had spiraled for so long into truth. And so what that looked like for me was just praising God for who he is. You know what, God? You are holy. You are faithful. You are good. You love me. I'm going to be okay. I just don't know what that looks like. And then I began writing down scripture. I tried really hard to remember scripture that I'd learn, and I'd kind of fall flat on my face. I couldn't remember it. And so I wrote it down, and I carried it with me. And so when I began having these thoughts, I would read my scripture. And that was worship, guys. That was worship because it broke the thoughts. And I began to just praise God for who he was. I even praised him but I was flat on my face, and I had this opportunity to really spend time with him, because I tend to get pretty busy and put him on the back seat a little bit. So that was huge. I also would be out walking, and instead of maybe having my music on or just thinking about random thoughts, I'll tell you what, I praised him for his creation. I praised him for the grass, for the beautiful mountains, for the colors he created. And it broke the cycle for me. I began to feel like, wow, like we're in this together, God. That I may not know what is going on with my body, because at this point we still did not know. But I knew my mind and my emotions were okay. I said to Chris, babe, my, my body's fallen apart, but my soul its good this is silly. This is really stupid. It's okay. I don't know if any of you guys ever saw the movie Rocky in a theater. Epic, right? It was a moment when the entire audience got up and, you know, plotting like crazy and I remember that. And so, in these mornings when I knew I had a battle ahead of me, it was like, all right, Lord, you and me, I'd have my Rocky music. It was like, (laughs) Drive into my Rocky music, and just knowing that God was good, and that regardless of what happened, I was okay, my soul was good, and I was going to praise Him in the midst of a horrible situation. And you know what? Praise God, I ended up being okay. You did. It was a stomach bacteria.
0: Okay, just explain what happened, sort of what it was. So go ahead.
1: Yeah. I ended up having, I, I was in the ER, I finally had enough, I literally could not eat it wasn't that I didn't want to I could not eat and they found out I had a stomach bacteria that had wreaked havoc on me um but we fixed it we got medicine that I needed and it took a little while and I you know it's one of those things I'll always feel the effects of but God is good like amen I'm okay I'm working back at church and yep um sharing my story when I feel like it can help others
0: Good deal thank you darcy let's give darcy a hand appreciate that the reason why i wanted to have darcy come share her story is because i know that some of you are right in the thick of a battle i know it and what i have found in my own life is that worship is warfare But what I don't want you to do is wait from Sunday to Sunday. If our soul thirsts for God, then we have three days when we need to drink. I believe that our soul must drink even more frequently than that. Here's what I've come to believe. I have come to believe that worship is a divine exchange with God. It is a supernatural exchange. Where when you and I look through our circumstances and we look at God and we say something like this, I will worship God. Come what may, I'm going to worship Him. When I'm in the thick of the battle, I will choose and I will choose to satisfy my soul in Him. Let me say this carefully. Some of you are in a battle because your soul is thirsty and you've been trying to quench that thirst with money, power, education, travel, whatever it might be. But you've been trying to satisfy your soul and your soul has shriveled and it's gotten small and tempted and weak. And the thing that satisfies our soul is to worship God, to worship Him. One writer said this about worship, worship brings our spirit to the pinnacle of our fellowship and intimacy between God and ourselves. It magnifies our awareness of our spiritual union with the God that has created all that there is and sent His Son into this world. Worship does that. As I was kind of researching worship this week, I came across a quote that will forever be kind of just embraced into my spirit, and it was by C.S. Lewis. Many of you have read him. Here's what he wrote. I kind of put it in my own words, but this was a a kind of concise statement of what he was trying to say, and it's this about worship. I think, here's what C.S. Lewis says, I think the reason why people praise something out loud, like, what an awesome meal, what an awesome movie, what a beautiful picture, what a gorgeous painting, he said, I think the reason why people praise something out loud is so they can complete the joy of the experience. Let me say that again. He writes, I think the reason why people praise something out loud is so they can complete the joy. That's how I feel about God. I believe that through worship we complete the joy of knowing God and having God know us. Now as we think about worship, WORSHIP IS SOMETHING THAT HAS SATISFIED THE SOUL FOR THOUSANDS AND THOUSANDS OF YEARS. AND AS WE THINK ABOUT WORSHIP THIS MORNING, I WANT TO MAKE AN ANNOUNCEMENT, AND I SAY THIS WITH A SMILE SO I DON'T WORRY YOU, THAT IS GOING TO LEAVE SOME OF YOU DEEPLY CONCERNED. IT'S THIS. I SAW ON AP NEWS ON MY PHONE THIS MORNING that the Barnum & Bailey and Ringling Brothers Circus is going to close after 146 years. I know some of you are deeply concerned now. Do You know it was called the greatest show on earth. The greatest show on earth. And the people that own it said this through their news release. Here's what they said. Attendance is declining at a rapid rate. Expenses are escalating. On top of that, this is interesting, people's taste for entertainment has changed. In other words, the people that own Ringling Brothers Circus has said they have become irrelevant. Irrelevant. What people look to for entertainment for joy has changed here's what I want to position to all of us that worshiping God has never changed it will never go out of business it will never be out of fashion do you want to know why it's the only way to satisfy the thirst that's in your soul it's the only way you might say but Pete how can I worship I love worshiping at City on Sunday, but how can I worship? Can I just encourage you with this? You can get an app for your phone called Pandora. The same way we have a Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app we encourage you to get, I want to encourage you to get an app called Pandora. It's free music that you can stream. They have a praise and worship channel on Pandora. You can just click on that. And as you like songs on Pandora, you will actually build a library of your favorite worship songs. I cannot tell you how often I have clicked onto Pandora in my car. And if you were next to me, you would think I was weird because I was worshiping God, because I've learned that worship is warfare. Here's the other thing that one of my mentors taught me about worship here's what he said he said Pete it is the one time in human existence where the body the soul and the spirit come into alignment before God that the Trinity of man stands before the Trinity of God and comes into perfect alignment and when the body The soul, which is the mind, the will, and the emotion, when the body and the soul and the spirit come into alignment before God, that's how worship happens. That's essential for worship. And Here's what I know because I've done it. I know what it's like to be in the middle of worship and to have my hands raised and my eyes closed, but my soul is somewhere else. My mind can drift because I know the words to the song. So you know what it looks like is you're standing there and maybe you've done this. You're in the middle of worship. And I'm not saying you've got to raise your hands. Please understand that. But in times I will raise my hand in worship and maybe you're like I am. that I'm there in worship. And all of a sudden I'm going like this. And in my soul, I'm swatting mosquitoes on a salmon river somewhere in northern Alaska. Right? You can just... But you see, worship that's pleasing to God is worship that involves the body, the soul, and the spirit. It's when the Trinity of man comes before the Trinity of God and begins to worship Him. And we would say with the psalmist, as the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul thirsts for the living God. And in that, our soul leaves satisfied. The last point of my message is simple. I'm going to ask that you would stand with me. And in standing with me, we would sing a hymn that I have sung countless times. It's a hymn that positions God as a mighty fortress in our lives. I cannot tell you how many times I've been in the battle of the soul, and this song is the song that I have chosen to worship God in the midst of what I'm dealing with. So would you, with the worship team, please sing from the depths of your soul This powerful hymn that was written by Martin Luther, would you sing it with all of your soul, knowing that there is a divine supernatural exchange. When we line ourselves up before God and we worship Him, He satisfies the soul. Let's sing it together with all of our hearts. A mighty fortress is our God. our eyes in God's presence a mighty fortress is our God we stand in that this morning may our souls be satisfied in you may we be a group of people who worship you may City Church become a place that's known for its worship because we understand that there's a supernatural transaction that happens when we worship God and stand in His presence. He satisfies our soul. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God. When can I go and meet with him, Psalm 42, verses 1 and 2. Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you that in you our souls can be satisfied through worship. I pray that we would be a church that would not just worship on Sunday mornings. We would be a group of people who would worship you each and every day of the And may it be that when we gather together again next Sunday, that spiritually speaking, the roof will come off of this building because we have worshipped you as individuals. And when we gather together corporately to worship again, our hearts will overflow together to you and you you will again inhabit the praises of your people. If you need prayer at the end of our service, I invite you to come forward. Our prayer team will be here to minister and to pray with you and for you. And now may the Lord bless you. Now may the Lord keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. And may he give you peace. Let's worship together as we.
1: song.